This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning, but I want to start uh, with something that I, I find very interesting, and I do want to make this point. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone the next 24 to 36 hours is not guaranteed to anyone. This past weekend, I wanted to have a nice weekend and did not know that I would end up being part of the story, a new story. On Friday, I shared with you, those of you that listen to this program, that this weekend I was going with my grandkids to the DreamWorks Water Park at the Meadowlands. Was excited about it. And we did that on Sunday with our nine-year-old grandson and our two-year-old granddaughter. We were having a lovely time, a great time. And then... Around 3 p.m., you just heard a large boom, a loud boom inside the water park. And I finally got the chance to see what it's like in the days of terrorist attacks, of mass shootings. I got to see up close what happens. A loud crash at the water park, and parents went into a full panic, running for their kids, screaming, and it appeared there was only one main entrance in and out with no organized plan, and people just grabbed their kids, bathing suits and all, wet and all, and headed towards the door. So police, the New Jersey State Police, say that the uh, massive DreamWorks water park had to be evacuated after a decorative helicopter fell at around 3 p.m. You know one of those overhead uh, kid items that's held up by wires and cables? And four people were hurt one was taken to a local hospital. So, again, I didn't know that I would end up being part of the story. The Daily Mirror, which is uh, out of uh, London, out of London, England, if you look on any of your news uh, websites, you'll see the story is there about the DreamWorks Water Park. And this is what it says on, uh, on the uh, Daily Mirror website. Panic and screams from DreamWorks water park crowds as decorative helicopter falls and injures four. In England, they call us presenters. And so I had tweeted about this, and the article quotes my tweet, and it says, One witness, radio presenter and author Dominic Carter said, quote, 
Something just went terribly wrong at DreamWorks Water Park in the Meadowlands. A loud noise, something fell, entire, uh, fell, entire park shut down, state police on the premises. So they closed the park immediately. Here it is. I'm going with my grandkids to have a great time. And I guess it's the, 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 the news uh, reporter part of me that something newsworthy happens. And so they closed the park immediately. I do give the New Jersey State Police a lot of credit because um, at the mall, I believe they have state police uh, assigned there uh, quite a bit, but the state police, at least uh, six to eight officers were on the premise immediately. And so I don't know if they were afraid if this was terrorism-related but the park was immediately evacuated, even though they didn't have a plan, and shut down, and the park is also closed for tomorrow. Now, I, I do feel bad for the owners of this park because um, I had forgot that it's a holiday weekend, a holiday weekend, and, um, you know, they, they make a lot of money, and um, they lost, they're going to end up losing the money for Sunday and they're also going to end up losing the money for uh, Monday. So that's what my uh, Sunday was like. And now I want to tell you about something uh, something else that's on my mind. Listeners to this program, I view us as one big family. All of us, we're one big family. And so it greatly concerned me when I started hearing from one of our regular listeners who was a wonderful person Friday night. I will only use her first name, Marilyn. Marilyn spent 47 years, 47 years teaching at a school. And so it troubles her terribly when something bad happens there. And this happened to be Patterson, New Jersey's East Side High School. On Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon, a teenager at the school where Marilyn spent 47 years. This makes it very personal to me, folks, as as if it happens to any of you that regularly listen to this program. We are one big family. So Marilyn was a teacher there for 47 years. And the first communication went out Friday at 3.05 p.m. This is the world that we live in today. And this came from the Patterson, New Jersey Police Ceasefire Unit, which said that this incident had happened right in front of the school in Patterson, New Jersey, and urged people to stay away from the area. A teenage boy, 14 years old, was fatally stabbed, 14 years old, during a fight outside Patterson, New Jersey's East Side High School at dismissal time on Friday afternoon. A second boy, a 16-year-old, suffered a non-fatal wound. Now, apparently, at this high school, Eastside High School, there had been a fight outside the school at dismissal on Thursday, and the police department had assigned extra officers to cover the area for Friday, the day of the incident. A councilman in the area had notified police about a young group of young men who did not attend Eastside High School but had been hanging around outside the school when students were leaving for the day for the past two weeks. This stabbing, this killing, is apparently Patterson's first homicide of the year. And I just felt so bad for our listener, Marilyn, because all these years later, she's now in retirement, and she still cares what happens at her school. And that's what educators do. And she was so upset about this. And she reached out to me on social media. But it's a sign of the times that we we live in 
And Marilyn, I'm so, so sorry that you had to hear about something like this because every, every cause that we do, Marilyn tries to help out. She's positive about everything. She's in retirement now, and this is the world that she has to deal with at her school for 47 years, 47 years of this woman's life. And now she's reading about a 16-year-old and being contacted about a 16-year-old fatally stabbed just Friday at 3 p.m. And by the way, on the crime front, David Soares, the Albany County District Attorney, who is a strong critic of the criminal justice reforms passed by the legislature, is stating that they have made the state less safe and victimized African-American residents. That's coming from the district attorney of Albany County. And so to the folks that support reforms uh, or, or the bail reforms, I really do want to hear from you because these policies in New York, New Jersey, around the country are destroying our state and our country. And this morning, I, I just want us to, to talk with each other. And I'm going to get to the heart of the matter of what I'm dealing with. But the number, of course, is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The far left destroying the country. I don't say that lightly. I mean, I may say it often, but I don't say it lightly. Memphis, Tennessee, where Tyree Nichols, the man that was uh, beaten to death reportedly by the, uh, by the five African-American police officers. They were part of the Scorpion unit, the police unit there. And as soon as this incident happened, there were calls to get rid of the Scorpion unit. And I said, no, that's the last thing that we should do. Retrain the officers, uh, supervise them greatly, but don't end the Scorpion unit. So what happened uh, this weekend? What happened this weekend in, uh, in Memphis? A shooting, a shooting in Memphis, Tennessee, the same city where the Scorpion unit was just disbanded. One dead, 10 wounded, 10 people wounded and shootings believed to be connected. And so several of the victims were in critical condition taken from a local nightclub in Memphis uh, to, to the hospital. And... This 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 is the situation. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with a couple of phone calls, but 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 I'm my subject this morning is marijuana and cannabis. So while I was at the DreamWorks water park at the Meadowland, one of the nice things they did. You know, I thought we'd get there by 11 a.m. and be one of the first ones, and it's not going to be crowded. That's what I thought. That was an illusion. The The line at about 10.30 a.m. was about five to six city blocks. And so one of the things that they do when it's a long line, they have security walk walk by, and they pass out gummy bears to the children. And so as my granddaughter was eating the gummy bear, all I could think about is those that said, make marijuana legal, make it legal, make it legal, make it legal. Oh, oh, make it, make it legal. Oh, happy days. It's a wonderful day. Well, we're starting to see the repercussions of make it legal. An 11-year-old boy from Staten Island 
overdoses on those same type of gummy bears that I was just talking about, but this was laced with THC. An 11-year-old boy mistakenly ate some gummy bears, but they were pot gummy bears, and the child ate this at a Super Bowl party and almost paid dearly. So to those of you that told me, oh, Dominic, get with the times, get with the times, marijuana is good, I really want to hear from you folks because the number of calls to poison control centers for abuse and misuse of cannabis products in Americans ages 6 to 18 has skyrocketed, rising from 510 cases in 2000 to almost 1,800 in 2020. That's according to a recent study. So I'm going to break this down on the uh, marijuana front. But first, I want to start with your telephone call, some of them at least, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Dominic, the latest stabbing at Eastside High School. Yes. They got to get a no-nonsense principal like Joe Clark back. I agree with you. And... it's a black eye to the city of Patterson that these uh, imported murderers did to the city. I'm a Caucasian male, and I found it enjoyable going to C.H. Uh, Martin, Anus Variety, and looking at the shops, and I was... One one of the things I went to a while back was uh, the Salvation Army Thrift Store near the waterfront. And it's just a black eye to the city, which is trying desperately to invite new businesses into the city. Planned Parenthood is gone, kicked out of the city. Because nobody wants them. Well, all I can say is you mentioned Joe Clark, and I I got to uh, actually cover him. And he was basically run out of town. Run out of town because he demanded standards, he demanded excellence, and he actually uh, chained, they called him Batman, because he chained the doors uh, where, where the thugs could not get into the school through side doors and and he would walk around the school holding a baseball bat. And so this is the same high school where all these years later, a 16-year-old is stabbed at 3.05 p.m. right outside the school. And a second child uh, is also injured. And so, Michael, I, I, I appreciate the call. And um, you, you use the word black eye. I could not agree with you more. It's a black eye in Patterson, New Jersey. But again, I am so sorry for a a strong supporter of this program, Marilyn, who happens to to uh, listen, and she gave forty seven years of her life as a teacher, and now in her golden years, she is forced to look at a situation like this. And she reached out to me, and I was heartbroken for her, the same way I would be for any of you dealing with this type of situation. Another story I'm dealing with this morning, Don Lemon, the embattled CNN anchor. Well, apparently, uh, Mr. Lemon What's the best way I can say this? Uh, He put his foot in his mouth. He made a complete fool of himself. What was he thinking? What was going through his mind? Put your arrogance in check. What, what What else can I say about Mr. Lemon? You're not as good, nearly as good as you think you are. Trust me. You don't know politics. Trump was right when he criticized you. What else can I say about Don Lemon? 
I tried to punt on mentioning this on Friday, but apparently he's not going to appear on CNN this morning in just a few hours for the second consecutive day as fallout from his sexist remarks uh, continues. He was apparently due back in the anchor chair at CNN this morning, but opted to take off for President's Day for the holiday, according to a uh, CNN uh, uh, spokesman. And let's face it, his career at CNN, he's a dead man walking. It's just a matter of time until uh, he's done. And quoting one person that spoke to some of the papers, there are ongoing conversations about Don's future. He is a constant distraction. And so, of course, this all stems from the fact that he had to apologize to CNN staff and on Twitter last week for saying GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley, 51 years of age, practically a young woman, isn't in her prime. And he was responding to Haley's call for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. And I I think it's I it'll never happen, but I think it's a wonderful thing. Compen- to prove you're competent, a competency test for politicians over the age of 75, of which Mr. Trump and Mr. Biden both happen to be. Mr. Trump has a lot more energy, though, than Mr. Biden does. But back to the marijuana, and we are taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. An 11-year-old Staten Island boy hospitalized. He thought he was eating candy. And the gummy bears were laced with THC. And now his mother is urging the mayor to do something to prevent potential tragedies involving edibles. But, oh, marijuana is just so great. It's so fantastic. The money that's going to be raised, Dominic, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have more of your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Monday morning. I hope you had a lovely weekend. We're taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. It seems like it seems like Don Lemon's time at CNN. He's on borrowed time. He will not be in again this morning after he made those ridiculous uh, comments as it relates to Nikki Haley. We are talking about an 11-year-old Staten Island boy who was hospitalized after eating some THC gummy gummies, I guess we should call them, that he mistook for candy at a Super Bowl party. And I'm going to break that down. We're dealing with a, a number of uh, issues. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Yes, uh, basically about the THC-laced uh, gummies. Um, the government is, seems to be 
not conscious about that at all. And that's going to be, uh, you know, a, a greater a greater problem as we as we saw these things because they're candy. And the thing is, is that uh, what I notice is the government is obsessed with flavored cigars. Um, you can't now buy a cigar if it's flavored with oh, uh, uh, cherry or things like that. Like if I try to order, I, I smoke cigars, and I don't smoke flavored cigars. But if I did, you can't buy them in New York anymore. They won't sell them here. Um, so they seem to be obsessed with that, um, made it a law that you can't buy them in New York State now. But yet you can, you know, you can buy candy because right now marijuana is uh, is uh, being pushed. It's being pushed and uh we're going to hear more and more stories of these things happening. It's it, it it's horrible what happened to this uh, to this um, to this eleven uh, year old child. Uh, his his mom, her name, and and thank you, Norman, for the call. I appreciate. Hey, You're Norman, welcome. but before I let you go, let me ask you this: uh, I have some buddies that smoke cigars. I I'm mm-hmm. not a smoker. Can you explain to me what what is the draw? What what is it? Is it simply because celebrities smoke cigars and so no, now it's the hot no, thing No, 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 no. Uh, I don't smoke weenie cigars. I like really full-bodied cigars that most people uh, don't smoke. Um, I like the flavor of them. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't, you don't inhale it. You take it into your mouth. I'm not saying it's good. It's not a healthy thing, Dominic. But, uh, you know, people like me, uh, Frank Murano, uh, there's lots of people that smoke cigars. That's enjoyable. I like to have it with a belt, usually in my house. Uh, I don't smoke it on the street. You know, it's not like the marijuana where people are smoking it everywhere. I smoke it in my house with a a double of scotch or a beer. I mean, uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't have them every day. Eh, Four to five days a week, I'll smoke a cigar. And um, I enjoy it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I like uh, I like the illegal ones too. I like the ones that come from Cuba. That's my right, preference. Right. So, the- so many years ago, and I, I've been to Canada many times. I've delivered speeches several times in Canada. And every time, as soon as I got to Niagara Falls, and this is going back many, many years, uh, what what they would promote is the they would say the cigars from from Cuba and. And and yeah, you know yeah. and and I I just I I I don't get it. I mean you know maybe it's just maybe because I'm not a, a smoker. But but I I appreciate you trying to explain it to me, Norman. Thank you, and you have a wonderful morning. Let's go to Linda. Linda on Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. It's funny. Just as I'm holding, I'm listening to that. My father was a very big cigar smoker. He just liked it, he, you know, not with a drink or anything. He just smoked cigars in the house. And he lived, you know, to an old age. And it just, you know, was, it, he enjoyed it, you know. men like Some men like it, you know. Anyway, I didn't call about that. Um, you know, as we once said once before, you know, the, the ladder climber, we know how she got her jobs, um, Harris, is in charge of the border, where all this stuff is coming in, the illegal fentanyl is killing these kids. Now, I think there has to be a way. Her job, that was her job. The president gave her a job. You are in charge of the border. Now, there are a lot of um, Republicans out there, and I don't see them doing anything. Somebody should be able to get out there and and really do something and put put her up, you know, charge her. You know, I know you can't legally charge her for murder or anything like that, but there has to be something that they can do to get her out of there because she won't do anything about it, and these kids are dying. Well, here's the only thing, Linda, that that people really can do. Vote. The campaign is right around the corner. Vote. Vote. Get your friends to vote. Get five additional friends. Tell them to tell five friends. Vote. Vote. You know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of our uh, current uh, vice president at all. I'm not a fan, frankly, of the policies. I, I don't wish him well, but I'm not a fan of Mr. Biden's policies uh, as well. And I I think that um that that he's I'm not going to say he's run the country into the ground, but but that's the way I feel often these days, Linda. And and we're just dealing with a a very terrible situation, Linda. Thank you for the call. 
And uh, you and I agree on uh, Vice President Harris. Thank you for the call. So I'm going to continue with your calls in just one second, folks. But the 11-year-old Staten Island boy that was hospitalized after eating these THC gummies that he mistook for candy at a Super Bowl party. So his mother, his mother noticed. Now, imagine your son comes home from a gathering with friends. All parents do this, let their children go over to um to uh to a friend's uh, house and i've i've always been super super sensitive to in terms of making sure that these people are on the up and up wherever my kids may have gone you know and now I'm going to do it with my grandkids but the mother says she noticed her son Ryan acting really strange really strange she says her son was sitting on the couch with her and he started zoning out. Now imagine this as a parent. And she says at first she thought he was pretending because he opened his eyes wide and laughed. Then he would zone out for a minute again. Then his eyes, he would open his eyes wide and laugh. And as a mother, of course, you're greatly concerned as a parent and she says that uh, his laughter certainly turned into cries for help, and his body started shaking. He started saying, Mom. Now, remember, this baby, this 11-year-old baby, he doesn't know what, what, what's going on with his body physically. He doesn't know what he just ate by mistake. And he started saying, Mom, I feel really weird. He was hearing voices. Then he started shaking. His mother says she thought maybe he was having a seizure. He was rushed to a urgent care center where his heart was racing and doctors called an ambulance to take him to the ER at Richmond University Medical Center. After a series of tests, this 11-year-old child from Staten Island, including a CAT scan, because they had to rule out rule out a brain tumor, the mother says a urine test revealed that he had ingested a considerable amount of THC in the last few hours. So the mother called up the parents where her son was, and the parents of the other child's home said they had no idea how this got into the house. And so the mother of the 11-year-old says that the packaging, and she's right, for these edibles, if you will, like the ones her son ate, is allowed to resemble that of regular candy brands and have only small THC warnings that buyers can and do miss. And she says that her son was not the only victim, but she says that the parents of the the house where the child ate the items, that they were victims as well. Victims as well. Let's go back to your uh, telephone calls. Our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. I have a problem hearing this. Number one, um, I don't think this was the first time. I'm not uh, blaming the child, but THC um, actually takes um, more than four hours to appear in your blood. But I don't think that the parents should have children in their home not knowing what's going on, period. And at this point, you know, 11, I'm sorry to say, say that children are not children anymore and they're experimenting stuff, but it's not the legalization of marijuana. It's the parents. That's what I think. I mean, growing up, you could, I could not bring anyone in my mom's house that she didn't know or didn't know anything about. And I'm sure it had to be the same with you because, you know, your, your demeanor. But I just don't see how you can buy gummies and not know that it has THC. And they don't sell gummies to children. So someone, an adult, had to buy this. That's my problem. And I hope it gets better. But I do hope, oh, God, someone monitor this because it's not, it's not the legalization. It's the purchase of it and who purchased it and where from. Okay, you now, Audrey, Audrey. The, the, Sorry, the you re- have to be a the, to buy gummies. Audrey, the reason why I want to take your call, because um, I, I, I knew pretty much what your position on, uh, on, on um, legalized uh, marijuana would be. But, Audrey, the, these things look like, you're right, somebody had to buy it. 
You're right about that. But they look like regular gummy bears. A, a child, and so if if the parents didn't know, let, let's assume that we buy their argument. If they didn't know, and somehow these gummy bears ended up in the home, I mean, it's because of legalized marijuana. What else would it be because of? Okay. If you say I disagree that on that, you know, I mean, um, if someone, an adult had to purchase it, a child at 11 years old cannot go into a marijuana store, any store, and purchase gummies unless they know somebody is doing it on their own. Seriously. Right. But what I'm saying to you, okay, so let, let, let's say let's say for argument's sake, I would never do it. Well, let's say for argument's sake, I went into the store and I bought them, right? And let's say for argument's sake, I have them in my, uh, in my, in a dresser, right? And let's say, um, let's say some kids are over the house, and and they happen to find it, right? In your bedroom, in your dresser, then that's your fault. Okay. You have to, it's like a gun. Would you have a gun sitting around knowing it's dangerous? Uh, of course not. So, scenario is different, but you know, it's, it's please. So so wait, Audrey. So so the the legalized marijuana that has nothing to do with this in your mind. Um, um, no, because I, I know a lot of people that actually was healed by medical marijuana. And it's, to me, you but, um, but, we, but, but, we're not, but we're not talking about uh, medical marijuana right now. I understand you went to alcohol. But you know what? It, you're entitled to your opinion, Audrey, and I, and I thank you for that. And you have a, uh, a, a great morning. Let's go to William. William in New Jersey. Good morning, William. Welcome to Talk Radio 77 uh, WABC. Good morning. What I want to say is uh, there needs to be some kind of standardization process. For example, we have the alcohol content on any beverage that contains alcohol. Well, it should be a size that says THC with a picture of a hemp leaf, and below it, it lists the content. And if you get caught with, you know, not labeling the product properly, whether you're a licensed dealer or not, boom, additional charges, automatic five-year mandatory minimum. That would well, that would stop it. Hey, but William, you, do you know that uh, some of these stores that are selling uh, marijuana illegally, the city is hitting them, the sheriff is hitting them with fifty thousand dollar tickets. Like for example, they're so bold, they're selling illegal products right across the street from city hall. Right across the street from city hall, they they receive a huge ticket. It means nothing to them. It means nothing. Well, and so, and, 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 would need more. and and the second point that I want to make, some of the uh, some of the uh, labeling for these uh, marijuana pro- marijuana products that look like uh, gummy bears, they look identical to real candy, identical. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why you have to have, use both an image and letters. That way, even even a small child would be able to recognize it, and you have to tell a child, look, if it has this on it, stay away from it. Just like if it has a skull with crossbones underneath it, it means it's poison. Right. You know, you, you teach children this. That that way they recognize not to eat it. And if you get caught with a product that contains THC that's not labeled properly, it's automatic criminal charges at the felony level. And if it's illegal, it's a mandatory five-year minimum of additional charges because that product was not labeled properly. Well, may, maybe your answer, William, is, is is a step in the right direction. Something has to give here. Let's go to uh, Rich in Manhattan. Good morning, Rich. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to talk about I'm, – I'm a, a certified sober coach and uh, apparently liaison for families going through uh, – the throes of substance use um, with their child, children, that is. And, uh, yeah, the romanticizing of THC by advertisers is certainly the downfall. And also my contacts at treatment centers are saying that intake is up 90% because of THC alone with young adults. So, I, I look, I also think THC can be harnessed uh, uh, homeopathically for anxiety and depression, but it has to be monitored. It really is out of hand. But my main point that I want to call in on, and I follow this because I'm in this, uh, I'm in this career, is that a lot of people call in talking about the border and what's coming over the border with, uh, with migrants, m- migrants and, and asylum seekers in fentanyl. And 
a report recently came out, and hear me out on this, and I'd love to hear your comments on this. Uh, the, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, came out with a result in the first six months of last year that they had documented 89 seizures of fentanyl. Only three involved immigrants. Most of the seizures were from U.S. citizens or naturalized citizens coming at ports of entry. So the people that are coming over with backpacks uh, uh, for uh, immigration, they're not holding the fentanyl. It really is some, it, it, most of it is being apprehended at actual uh, checkpoints. Um, so the narrative of uh, migration and fentanyl, it really is wrong. And believe me, I, we're losing a whole generation of kids to fentanyl poisoning. But unfortunately, it's our own U.S. citizens that are mainly bringing this stuff in. I, Only three I, involved I, undocumented I, I, I hear you, Rich, but I don't buy it. Um, I hear you, and I respect what you're saying. But those are only the cases where it's been seized. God only knows what's what hasn't been seized. I, Rich, I wish I could spend more time on this, but I've got to take a break. I hear you, and I respect, uh, and I in particular respect your work trying to help families dealing with these types of uh, issues. I have got to take a break. We see all of your telephone calls. We're going to try and get to as many as possible. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, then we're going to South Carolina, the Bronx, Bay Ridge, Manhattan, Yonkers, and Brooklyn. W-A-B-C. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And imagine this, workers stunned as a four-foot alligator is removed from Brooklyn's Prospect Park Lake near where children play. A four-foot-long alligator that's been dubbed Godzilla was rescued from Prospect Park Sunday and the Parks Department believes that it was illegally released into the park, into the water. And park maintenance staff spotted the, quote, very lethargic, cold-blooded reptile in poor condition in the lake Sunday morning and immediately alerted the Parks Enforcement Patrol and Urban Park Rangers and ultimately it was uh, transported to animal care centers of New York City, and it has since been moved to the Bronx Zoo. Can you imagine being at the uh, animal care centers of New York City and in comes a four-foot alligator? So no one apparently was injured while the uh, alligator fought to survive in the cold lake. Can you imagine? It probably wouldn't have made it until the summer. But can you imagine if someone put their foot in the water and there's a now an eight-foot alligator in Brooklyn in the park? And so the reptiles rely on the climate and sunlight to keep them warm and apparently stop feeding. They stop feeding when temperatures dip below 55 degrees. They are normally dormant uh, throughout the um, warmer southern winter. And so that is the uh, situation, an alligator found alive in the lake in Prospect Park. Let's go to New Jersey, continuing with the calls. Let's say good morning to Roy. Roy, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Go right ahead, please. All right. I want to talk about this before. Curtis Lee, when you were on the radio together, you are a true professional. Curtis Lewa, I will give you two cents for that man, the way he talks about Frank Marano. There is no reason for him to talk the way he does. And the way he talks about Sid Rosenberg also. Okay, right, 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 right. It says here you want to comment on bullying. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's bullying because he okay, is bullying. Okay, okay, Roy, but I, I don't have time. You need to. Roy, what's, what's the point of making that 
comment to me instead of making it directly to Curtis Lewa. I have said something to him. I okay, did get okay, into okay, it on okay, radio okay, but, with him. But Roy, but Roy, with all due respect, what's the point of bringing that to me? Because you two were talking about it before. We, right. That's all. Okay, but... but And you're a gentleman. Well, well, thank you, Roy. Thank you, and I appreciate your call. It's just that we're, we, we're flooded with calls, and okay. I'm down... I'm Thank you for the call, and I'm down to the last eight minutes, and I'm trying to get as many calls in as humanly possible. Phil in Manhattan. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Me? Phil, are you, do you have something to say, yes or no? I'm Phil, not Bill. I said Phil. Go ahead, please. Hi, I'm a doctor and a toxicologist. Uh, and and Phil, have I you been drinking to... this morning? It sounds like you've been drinking. You just slurred some well, words. I've not been drinking. Okay, sir. so so go ahead, please. Go ahead, Phil. Very simply, the only argument for uh, legalized marijuana is harm reduction. The alternative is much, much worse. There's all sorts of stuff these people put in their bodies, and THC has never killed anybody. And Okay, but, but Phil, you said you're a medical doctor. How would you feel if that 11-year-old was your child? <laughs> that would, uh, would not happen. Um, kids how, take- how could you say that wouldn't... Phil. No, I would make sure it didn't happen. Okay, I'm just saying, Phil, I don't wait, Phil, 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 no, 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 Phil, Phil. If your child goes over a friend's house, you can't guarantee that that won't happen. Oh, it should be properly labeled as a medicine. Okay, Phil, I think you've been drinking with all due respect, but but thank you for the call. Phyllis in Queens, good morning, Phyllis. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Carl. Um, quickly, may I just say happy birthday belatedly to Nancy Sliwa. It was the 18th. Happy, happy birthday. birthday to Nancy Sliwa. Yes, on her. So it's it's belated. Yes. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Phyllis. Phyllis is not there. Okay, Phyllis, thank you. Let's go to uh, Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, my own opinion uh, with the legalization of marijuana, it, it just shows, I mean, how as a society we've really gone backwards and really low. And Dr. Maria, who is uh, a counterpart to Ms. Uh, Mary Giuliani in the morning, she said uh, Colorado, which is true, one of the states that was the first in the union to legalize marijuana, they're having a real uptick with car accidents due to yes, people they are. being high. Yes, they are. And uh, I just wanted to see your opinion on it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, really it's not a, a surprising. Not surprising. I'm more in shock. We, we have all yeah. these uh, television monitors here, and I'm more in shock. I'm listening to you. But I cannot believe the nerve of MSNBC. So another documentary is coming out on, it says here, on Giuliani's Fall from Grace. And, Al, guess who they're interviewing? I saw you on it. That was great. I was in the CNN one, but this is now MSNBC. Oh. They're interviewing Bill de Blasio. And I, I mean, wow. I, I, I just, who has got to be the worst mayor ever. And they're interviewing this clown on, on Mayor Giuliani. Al, I thank you for the call. I'm just moving as fast as I can uh, to get through uh, some of the, to, through the rest of the calls. Ralph in New Jersey. Good morning, Ralph. What's on your mind? Well, it's uh, already legalized, the, the marijuana, even here in New Jersey. You see, in, you know, uh, places where you can get it. Uh, and I have not ever tried, you know, this this thing. I don't know what uh, the, the the effect of that on you, but I will not touch them. Uh, you know, if I were you, you would not touch them either, uh, Dominic. So that's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you uh, very, very much for the call. Let's go to uh, to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind, friend? Good morning, Dominic. Always good listening to you. And that guy was drinking, definitely. You There's know, no doubt sure. about it. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, what we, you're talking about uh, 11-year-olds, you know, with gummy bears, uh, a high concentration of THC. You know, it's a downward spiral throughout the country with fentanyl. And I still say to this point, Dominic, the most dangerous drug in the world is alcohol. But you know what? Uh, Anything you do to excess is too much. So uh, 
My heart goes out to that 11-year-old and that poor 16-year-old from Patterson. And every time I hear Patterson, I, I think of Joe Clark, like you mentioned. Uh, all right, Dominic, uh, let's go Cortland. Let's all go right, Cortland. let's go Cortland. Thank you for the call, Mike. And, I mean, how, how could you not feel for this 11-year-old child that thought he was eating gummy bears? And, again, at the, uh, at the, uh, at the water park today, when they passed out the gummy bears, and, and I looked at, twice at it, and it looked, you know, I'm like, is this laced? So, Matt Blaze, I mean, do, do you think do you think uh, we should be concerned about this getting the young people? Yeah, there has to be better packaging on all of it. Because I, I looked at them. You could buy them online. It's not like you even have to go to a store. You could buy THC laced gummy bears uh, anywhere. And some of the packaging, it does look like medication or it looks like cough drops. It's not looking like a package of regular gummy bears, but some of it does look like regular gummy bears, and I think that needs to be outlawed. It needs to be distinct that this is THC-laced gummies, that they're not actual regular candy gummy bears. There needs to be a clear distinction. And, you know, like people have brought up, people need to be more responsible where they're keeping these gummy bears and the adults in the house. And like you said, somebody goes to their friend's house. How could you regulate what you, every every second of, you of what your kids are doing? You know that. You, you, you can't know what your kids are doing. You hope that you raise them right, and then they look. And you got to make sure you put these things where kids cannot find them. Yes. Quickly, Kenneth, and then we're going to bring in Frank Morano here. Yeah, no, I just, I really think it comes down to the parenting. You can't be leaving those things out because they do look like it could be like a pack of Haribo gummy bears. You can't leave those around. Fair enough. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. How was your weekend, Good, sir? not as eventful as yours, but, uh, you know, I kept busy. It's it, Frank, it's crazy. You know, you go somewhere to have a good time, mm-hmm. and you're having a good time, and then just imagine. Boom! I can't imagine. That's wild. And and parents start screaming, and they're picking up young children running, I, and there's one way in, one way out, and everybody can't get to the door. It, it was like a log jam, if that's the right word. Nobody could get out because it was all locked, that you know, is, trying to get out. And, that is crazy. And then the state police, New Jersey state police, they're trying to get in. But tell me, what do you have coming up? All right. Um, we're going to have some fun on President's Day with some presidential trivia a little bit later in the show, so that'll be fun. And then uh, we have some updates on the objects that we shot out of the sky last week. And the government says they're done looking. They're done looking for these three items that we shot out of the sky because they're they're probably harmless. And one wonders if they were, you know, as harmless as they're making it out to be. Why did we spend $430,000 per missile shooting them out? We got commendations and uh, some fun stories from the weekend that I came across, including some stories that people may have missed as well. So it's interesting. So, so we have... Uh... Uh, less than a minute left. We have uh, Alan or Alex. Which one you want to go? Uh, how about uh, Alex? Alex, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. It has to be quick, please. Hey, thanks for taking the call. So I'll, you, you know, when you talk about uh, all of these, the marijuana, the legalization of it, it was so unnecessary because they weren't enforcing it. You were able to, you know, have marijuana and smoke it. And it wasn't being enforced years ago before they legalized it. Legalizing it only normalized it. And even self-respecting people are using it and people are getting harmed because of it. It's a disaster. I agree with you and I, I appreciate your call. And it was called the government getting money. That's what it's called. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano's coming up next. Headlines with Alex Barnard. I'll be back again tomorrow, same time, right here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.